lives would change Jesus to see you and to know you more. We ask that your word come to us as light and as understanding. It comes to us as deliverance to all our destructions in the name of Jesus. We are helped, we are strengthened to be doers of your work in the name of Jesus. Consider the word ark. The ark. The ark. So once upon once upon a time in the scripture, there was a time in Egypt after Pharaoh noticed that the children of Israel were becoming mighty in the land, and of course they seemed as threat to him and his people. So he ordered that whenever an evil woman gave birth, so let the child be killed if it was a male. So in this era, when there was so much killing of male children, Moses was born. So the scripture says in Exodus chapter 2 verse 3 that when his mother could no longer eat him, instead of giving him up for death, she did something. She got an hack, a basket, and he put the baby there. So she laid it in the flags by the river's bank and the daughters the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself by the river and her maidens walk along the riverside I'm still reading from Exodus chapter 2 so 
she noticed that hack among the flags and she sent her maid to fetch it. She opened it and saw the child. The scripture recorded that and behold the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrew's children. So she got a woman to nurse the child. And later she brought him back to the palace to be her son. So why am I looking at this story? Or why is God making reference to this story? Anytime the word of God comes to us like that, even if it's just a verse, a popular word, or anything that we are just looking, considering in the scripture, the Lord is said to say something that the Lord wants us to say something. in in the book of John chapter 4 where Jesus was at the well with the Samaritan woman Jesus said something he said if you knew the gift of God that is standing before you you would have asked you would make request of that thing that your life desire you will make requests you will recognize your need you will recognize that this person has the provisions for all you can ever need so the same way when we look at a word or a verse or a story in the scripture we understand that the lord has so much to offer us and is willing to communicate his mind to us at that instant so why are we looking at this story? One of the reasons is that it was a replica of something that had happened earlier in Genesis. Something that had happened earlier in Genesis. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 4, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the head. And that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually and God said I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the head both man and beast and every creeping thing and the fowls of the air and verse 8 the Bible says that but no one found grace in the eyes of the Lord verse 13 and God said unto Noah the hand of all flesh is come before me. So in my agenda, destruction is, is fast approaching. So, because of that, it says, for the, for the earth is filled with violence through the children of men. Behold, I will destroy them all, including the earth. So everything is going away soon. Make thee an hack. Make thee an hack of gopher wood. And God started giving him the dimensions. This is how you build 
this how the length, the width, the height, and everything will be. The details of the building, of the making. Praise God. So the Lord ordered him. After he had finished building the ark, that he and his family and the beast of all kind, male and female and birds, should enter the ark. No while the Lord will release flood to destroy the, the world. So talking about ark, from the two stories we saw that an ark is like a container. It's like a container purposely built to host something, to carry something. The dimension or the shape may vary, but the purpose is always preserved in the building process. Like enough room will be given for that thing or for that someone or for the person that needs to be kept in the ark. So in the case of Noah, it preserved mankind and animals. And it also preserved the life of Moses, prophet of God, from death. So one of the attributes of the ark that we can see and we'll talk about today is that it has the ability to preserve something by hosting it. So you can always put something in there and get it back when you need it. So amidst the great destruction that wiped away mankind from the head, Noah and his family were kept. Amidst the so many killings of male children in Egypt, Moses' destiny was kept. His life was preserved. So now, in the times we are in, we can look at our world today and confirm that destructions indeed walk about in the day and pestilence in the night. We see nations rising against nations, even people of the same tongue fight each other. We have terrors from terrorist attacks, no sense of security anywhere. So it seems as if the end of everything has come. There is violence everywhere, there is no peace on it, there is no comfort, there is no joy. So, as I consider the word ark, this scripture dropped in my heart. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 10, the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and that the righteous runs into it, and is saved. So I began to see the name of the Lord as a container. So I see that this ark is still around. The keeper of Israel is still around. 
the one who is able to save as many as as many who runs into him to own that owns the only name in which men can be saved is still very much around that in him exist all that our hearts crave for there is peace in him there is joy in him everything that we can need everything that we have needs for that in the midst of this disruption and all that is going on in the midst of the killings attacks walls and hall that a resting place is designed for us in him that when we run into him we are secure thousand may fall at your left and ten thousand at your right so fire can burn floods can come and eat me quick but if you are found in him you will be safe so as the world is going away and all daring for you to abide and live forever responsibility demands that you run into him that you are found and located in him in the world covered with thick darkness sins and wickedness things that wage war against the soul of men and things that eternal eternally separate men from god in this same world scripture says that in Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 that and she shall bring forth a son you shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins so that name Jesus saves David prayed in Psalm 54 verse 1 and said save me O God by your name Acts chapter 4 verse 12 the bible says that neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved so just as in the time of noah the holy ark that we can run into for salvation from the corruption of this world now and the damnation to come is the person of Jesus he was made so that you can live in him so that you can move in him and have your being in him there is no other for god loved us so much that he gave his only son that whoever believed in him should not die but have everlasting life 
So the cure to this dying world, the escape from the destruction that is fast approaching, is Jesus. Is Jesus. As many as believed in, he will redeem and give them the power to become sons of God and have their share in the kingdom of God. I don't know where you are standing, but Jesus is near. He is not far from you. Is your life found in Him? Are you called by His name? Are you called according to His purpose? Does He know you? You can run into Him now. You can run to Him now. Even though your sins be as current, will make them white as snow. If your skins be as red as wine, will make them white as snow. So you can run to him. You have no other. You have no other. In our case, in our world now, there is no other hack that can save us. There is no other preservation that the Lord has provided except in Jesus. All that we have, all that is provided for us to have our life back in God is Jesus. you can run to him you can run into him and save yourself you can run into him and save your soul save me oh God by your name save us oh God by your son Jesus Jesus will run into you. E kapana non se de 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 baladusha. We run into you, Jesus. We ask that you keep us from the corruption of this world. That you save us from the corruption of this world. From the damnation that is to come. Save us, Jesus. Give ourselves away. We have that you save us, Jesus. As the heart will run into you, so that you can keep us. This is our heart cry, Jesus. Now we find a place in you. David said that even the even the birds, they have their place in, in his tabernacle. 
So there's always place for hopes in you. We always have place in you. We have come, Jesus. Accept us. You lost. Save us, Jesus. Keep our feet on your rock. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. So next time, join me on another episode of In the Upper Room. We just share a few words. As the Lord lays it on our mind and just run with it. And we receive grace to be doers of these words in the name of Jesus. Much more, we treasure our relationship with God, our personal relationship with God, and we we'll do our best to see that it is getting closer, that the distance between you and God is clear, is getting closer every day. The Lord help you, the Lord bless you and keep you. Till we meet again. Remain blessed.